My name is Rachel White, and people call me the Skeptical Shaman. They say it like it's a contradiction, but it's not. For more than a decade, I've been researching and building tools for the spiritually homeless. You know, the curious but critical thinking people that, like me, have had a tough time navigating a landscape of gurus and grifters and crystal heavy people, searching for a way to fill what Neil Gaiman called that God-shaped hole, all while, of course, not getting taken. As the host of the Skeptical Shaman podcast, I want to help us all develop a map of this confusing terrain. I'm going to talk to everybody, the curious, the skeptical, the cynical, and yes, even the true believers. Together, we can safely explore the world of Wu and get closer to some meaningful existential truths. This is The Skeptical Shaman. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of The Skeptical Shaman podcast. I am microdosing. I am your host, Rachel White of Totem Readings. I am here. I'm blessed to be uh, visited by Terrell Cherry of Magic Meets Mind. I hope I'm not butchering that. Is that correct? Nope, that's right. Yeah, okay, you're good. good. I thought so. Um, <laughs> podcast, and he has his own healing practice, his own spiritual work. He is a fascinating, wonderful human being who's going to bring a very different energy to this episode besides my typical caustic uh, trauma response <laughs> nonsense. So welcome, Terrell. And please, like, for real, introduce yourself. Like, let people know who you are, what you're about, in your own words. Yeah, I am. My name is Terrell. I'm a bit of a nomad modern mystic. I love working with the subconscious mind. And I I really think that even in past lives, I must have just been a researcher of like human potential. Uh, that's something that I really, really love tapping into. So as I, I, I read tarot and I help people expand in that space, reading tarot, I am vastly interested in psychology. I'm finishing my degree in psychology right now, getting my bachelor's to, uh, you know, become a licensed therapist. And hypnosis is one, just one of the modalities that ha I've found to be extremely helpful in creating change, um, understanding self and moving forward. So that's who I am in a nutshell. I, I found it hard to apply like labels. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You know. No matter what you do with those, it's going to flatten you and the experience yeah. of you. It like puts you in a box. One thing right off the jump, unrelated to everything else we're going to talk about, possibly. I want to thank you for something. So one of my degrees undergrad only was psych and it was abnormal psych with a focus on criminal psychology. And I never went further in it. Um, but for you to see the potential hypnosis and go about it the right way. And I'm not a huge fan of Western medicine. I have my own issues with all of these things. However, hypnosis is one of those things where people play a lot. And I got really sensitive to it because I know some people who are survivors of Nexium. And uh, in Nexium, they used quite a bit of hypnosis on the people. And that's a cult. There was a docuseries called The Vow. I interviewed one of the whistleblowers and, and survivors, Susan Downs, last season. So thank you for that. And, you know, for respecting enough to to like go, I want to have a clinical practice. I want to see people. I want to learn those skills. To me, it's up there with surgery, like actual operations. And very few things are like I see a functional medicine person. I'm like, yeah, this is fine. You know, I talk to Ayurvedic people, Chinese medicine people. There's a lot of stuff where you can it's more fungible and where I think Western medicine 
maybe ignores some things that are vital, but man, hypnosis is not one of them. And I've known yeah. therapists, I have been hypnotized by clinical psychologists for dental and medical procedures because I have a, a I have PTSD. So I have a tremendous phobia of being vulnerable for a painful procedure. And actually one of those hypnotherapists came with me to get my wisdom teeth extracted. And well, yeah. so I'm very grateful to people who do this work. Yeah, I um, exactly what you're saying had the same feeling. Uh, I, I've seen a lot of people use hypnosis modalities or techniques and not really have a fundamental um, basis or understanding with how to treat people, how to handle trauma. I think it is important that we spend a lot of time, you know, acquiring certain tools, especially when you're working with the subconscious mind, when you're working with people at that, that depth, uh, because you can, you can, it's just a, an ethical thing for me. So I appreciate you saying that. And that's exactly why I decided to go back to school. I mean, I started psychology, I graduated high school in 2002 and left to kind of do more of a creative path. So 20 years later, I'm back in school, you know, um, really having an idea of what I want to do. And I think, again, having that, that understanding and mo moving in an ethical space. And this is why I gravitate so much towards your message to, uh, you know, with being a skeptic, I think there is this ethical foundation here and in really recognizing we're dealing with you know, people, <laughs> you yeah. know, and it's important that you have, it's important that you, 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 you get as much as you can so that you can help as many as you can and, and do it in a way that doesn't cause more harm to the collective. You said something else there that's interesting, which is you graduated one year after I did. And I remember it because the theme of my high school graduation was 2001, a space odyssey, which is a horror movie. It's dystopian <laughs> as hell. Like, I just remember being like, who voted for this? It's, I loved it, but it was, it's like having your graduation thing being John Wick. Like, it's fine. <laughs> That's um, actually but, great. Yeah, and you went on this whole creative path. I have to tell you, I did the college right away thing, worked when I was in college, worked. and But my joke is, I went to college, I paid all that money. I'm still paying it, being totally frank with you, every goddamn month to those extortion artists and criminals in the student yeah. industry. But I ended up exactly where I started when I was in middle school reading tarot cards for my aunt's company party in her backyard. Yeah. So there is no linear path. And I think there is, society, oh my goodness. there's so much ego and things like, are you an MBA or not? And it's like, who cares? Who cares? Like getting a foundational education for something as technical as hypnosis and some of these other things, it's, it's a pragmatic thing, like having the tools to do the work. But Man, there is no straight path, especially if you're a spiritual being, you have a spiritual function or higher purpose in life. I always tell people you you end up a lot of times back where you started, but way better. It's a lot of the loop, but in a in, not in a bad way, not in a like I'm stuck, but in a yeah. I'm going deeper down in the onion skin. Well, I think a lot of people and the way that I've been seeing it and speaking, I guess, to my own experience is we get so caught up in staying on a path. Yeah. Um, and again, school 
teaches you to go down a linear, you know, this is the way that you have to do the thing. You have to get the degree. You have to like, this is step one, step two, step three. And when I was in school, my, I'm just going back to my 19 year old self. I felt like what rare was the path that I was heading. Wasn't the path that I wanted to go down. It wasn't, I couldn't That's see clear awareness. Good for you. I couldn't really, well, I mean, there are a lot of other inhibiting factors, external factors. Um, but you know, I don't know that had I kept at it and stayed in school, if I would be where I was today, because there was a lot of growth, a lot of, a lot of expansion, a lot of, you know, dark stuff that I had to go through a lot of curiosity, a lot of letting go, a lot of changing and, not to say that that wouldn't have happened. I just think that the path that I went down was exactly the path that I needed to go down to be where I was. I don't know if I would have stayed and finished and graduated with a bachelor's in psychology if I would be thinking about hypnosis at this time. Who knows what I would be doing? But I don't know if that... It, I really feel like everything leads you to where you're supposed to be at the end of the day. And yes, yeah, if you can be self-aware enough to to recognize it but if you can also trust yourself enough to make the changes right because I could have stayed and still been paying for school and doing all the things and gone down the the, this one path and had a career for 20 years and who knows what would have happened but I had to trust my my, yeah yeah not this I had to like really get out of that and and make the change and um that's something that I've admired within myself over and over again, the pivoting, the, the stop, the like taking the time to say, okay, um, how does this feel any like now? Does this still feel like something that I love doing? Am I in this space? Um, you know, I was a hairstylist. That's what I left school to do, to do hair. Cause I was like, I just love this environment. You can be who you want to be. And seven years later, I reassessed and said, okay, I'm kind of bored of this or I don't like how this is making me feel anymore. I, I wake up every day and I'm exhausted. I'm irritable. La 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 la. Um and I got curious and asked started just asking myself, you know, what is it that I would rather be doing or what else would I love to do on, in in addition to what I'm doing? Or how can I change this up a bit? And so these are the ways that I, I've always just kind of have been that way like once I start to get that feeling I'm like okay something's changing something's shifting and I think my strange detour number one it taught me life skills like I know what EBITDA is I know how to use Adobe like there's there's functional pragmatic stuff but also I really got to see how broken people and systems are especially those Mm -hmm. that look successful on paper and you know I, I had conversations that were basically you know towards the end of my time in house like the transhumanist agenda. I heard people out loud say things like, in a few years, everyone's value is going to be their biometric thing plugged into the digital twin of the world. Like these, this is like a real thing. And if you don't hear it, you don't see it, you're not around it, you don't have time to absorb that. You, I don't know that I would understand how truly strange, stranger reality is than fiction, I would say in a lot of ways. And also, you know, my, my practices function is are helping the spiritually homeless and it's those people, right? It's not the, the, you know, I love other woo weirdos. Those are my favorite people, but I, as a, as a spiritual practice, I don't really serve them because they self-serve. Yeah. They have their own thing going on. And so 
Yeah, nothing's an accident. And to that end, um, I wanted to talk to you because you brought this up the last time you and I chatted and I was deeply intrigued because I find that in our new age sort of world, people don't come authentic a lot. And if they say things like, I had this dark night of soul or I, I had to hit pause, there's always a weird conversion to commoditizing it and they're going to sell a retreat mm. or a product or it's never, it doesn't feel like a real dialogue around I needed a reset. I got confronted with some things that I had to navigate. I had to take apart and look at. And you mentioned that you had taken a, you had stepped back for a minute. And I want to hear more about that if you're willing to share that. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, you're right. <laughs> um, reflecting on the coaching industry, uh, you know, I used to be not used to be, but. There was a time where I spoke really, really deeply about manifestation. So I was headfirst in Abraham Hicks and Neville Goddard and all the things, right? Like really speaking to this, you create your own reality aspect and uh, the coaching industry, again, mentioning that because that was really one of the things where I was like, I don't know if this is... I don't know if the people that I am looking up to are uh, as uh, as true and honest as as they can be. I don't know if the industry is as helpful as it can be. And within myself, I felt like I was not adhering to a moral code that my soul just like felt <laughs> very, very, very much um, it needed to adhere to. And so I... God bless you, by the way. Very few people are honest about this because it's like well, this mutually assured, like almost like a conspiracy of if we all just don't address mm, the elephant in the room, we can all kind of right. keep going. And God yeah. bless you. But you guys. can't keep going. No. I I couldn't I I couldn't be another person that promises things that I guess a weren't true or. B, I really couldn't say, you know, 100,000% that this was going to be the results or, um, you know, I was just seeing a lot of things that felt off to me within the system. And I got burnt a couple of times. I got burned once or twice. And I just took a step back to reassess, like, what is it that, A, what is it that I believe? You know, um, I needed to drown out. I needed to kind of silence the noise. There was a lot of noise around me. And so I needed to come back to silence and just figure out what I believed. Uh, I needed to step away to figure out what what I wanted, you know, and this was this again was in the time where I wasn't in school yet. And I was just trying to figure out why I felt the way that I felt. I, I want to have impact at the end of the day, and I think that where I always come from is speaking from speaking from my truth and not to say like you have to do what I do but speaking from a place of like this is what I've been doing this is where I'm coming from and how I curiosity is going to be a big word that I use a lot and it's such a simple 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 word but I don't think people really understand the the way that curiosity can can direct your life and if you treat everything with a curious nature you're always asking yourself questions you're always checking in with your senses you're it's always looking at skepticism people think of skepticism as cynicism 
but skepticism and curiosity are they're really the same thing. Yeah. It's asking yeah. questions or going, that doesn't seem right. That's the skeptical part, but the curiosity part is going, what do you mean by that? Or yeah. is this the only way this can happen? And I wish yeah. more people would give themselves permission to do what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, I I I think that the coaching industry, the spiritual uh, you know, spiritual community, I think all all of this mixed into one can be very capitalism is seeping into the industry. Capitalism is taking over what used to be self-development, what used to be finding your spiritual path, right? And it's become how do I monetize off of the spiritually the spiritually homeless? How do I monetize off of people who are suffering? How do I pinpoint their pain points and and feed off of that? How do I get somebody to how, how do I fight against, you know, somebody saying no to my offer? And it, these tactics. It's a famine, just, not a feast. Correct. It's very right. zero sum. There's only so many resources and it's a famine. And yeah. that and it, mindset it takes, is fucked. Well, it takes the humanity out of everything. And it didn't feel, it doesn't feel right to me. And I had, I, I stepped away. <laughs> I literally like just kind of, you know, when you're in, when you're in it and you're making podcasts and you're making content and you're coaching, I, I literally just let go. I let go of reaching and I stopped doing a lot of the best, stopped creating content. I stopped my podcast for a moment and I allowed my clients to phase out and this was something that I, again, I had to cut the noise out because I was so bombarded with information, so bombarded with what, what needs to happen, where I need to go. I was becoming so focused on my money, on my bank account. I was, you know, I lost, I, I did lose sight of, of, um, of what my, what my base point was or why I even got into motivating and helping and serving the collective I, I i just lost all of that and i needed to needed to take away needed to el- eliminate and step off step yep. out of that something that oh, i was wait, i was watching not alone do you know how many people have said this to me but they say it private oh for sure and not yeah. publicly they never take the break you took and they keep going so i want you to know you're not the odd man out you're the brave well, yeah. I see it. I see it in the way that people, you know, I've been so now that I'm now that I'm on the other side, and I feel like I'm thawing out a little bit from the yeah. frigidness that I felt. Um, I I really look at other coaches that I used to follow that I still do follow, but I've muted. Um, <laughs> you know, I watch their, I look at their, I go back and look at their content, and I can, and I feel like I can see. I can see things from such a different perspective and I see the truth of it. And, you know, I can, I read, I read their content about, you know, how they've helped their client make $50,000 in six months or, you know, and it, it all seems so flat to me. There's no, because it is. Yeah. There's, 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 there's nothing in there. And I'm still, I'm still, you know, I was, I was like walking and walking my dog today and just kind of like thinking about where I want to be and how I want to serve. And 
I'm still figuring that out. But I, I do know that my number one focus is to support people and help others and help them see a new perspective and, and also to give them the tools so they can be discerning so that they can, so that when they, when, when they read something that is marketed to activate their sympathetic nervous system, they recognize it as such. They're not just falling into the trap of, you know, this person is offering me that, that golden ticket, or this person is, you know, pulling at my, at my heartstrings of healing and getting rid of this pain, I, I can start to get curious and I can start to ask questions. And I, I'm not going to just um, bounce from person to person to person waiting for them to heal me, right? I'm going to take control. I'm going to cut agency. the noise. Agency, dominion, right? Like that's a really good word. I have dominion a, over my life. Burden. A lot of people don't want that. Well, they don't want it, but it's like, I know. Sometimes you you don't get it's, what you By want. the way, it's the only <laughs> way. It's truly yeah. the only way. And a few things about what you said. So coming from a corporate background, number one, we went to sales training when I was 20 years old. And it was about it was called solution selling. It's an old cheesy book. If you go on Amazon, you'll find it. And the the strategy was you poke at and expose latent pain and then you create a sense of urgency. And all this like this is none of this is new. Right. Like yeah. this scummy, you know, corporate people have always known this. Advertising agencies know this. They propagandize people in this way in many other ways. But as I evolved in corporate, one of the things I learned, and it's why I have, and it sounds like you have, so I don't want to put words in your mouth. You can correct me more of a long term strategy now. Right. Like, and I will tell you that brands that self cannibalize, where it's all about converting to sale and getting money now. They eat themselves up and there's nothing left. They do not last because your brand is not just a logo or a set of colors. Your brand is a set of behaviors and your brand is the most important asset that you have. If people think people don't talk, they're wrong. If you don't think there's an expiration date on your bullshit, you're wrong. Like you can get away with stuff for a while, but not yeah. forever. Trust me. Like Keith Raniere thought I got away with this shit for three decades. He's serving 120 years in prison. Like it, it yeah. does actually happen. Not saying all these people are going to prison, but well, that's an extreme when you case. When you think about where we are collectively, spiritually, yeah. there isn't a lot of hiding spaces no. for for people who who are you know trying to play these games. Um, there, you just this is why I think I really do think this is why so much is coming out in so many different spaces when you look at you know, the state of the United States government, when you look mm -hmm. at uh, these spiritual leaders, these, you know, any kind of public facing person who is now really having to face the consequences of their actions. And um, I don't know, double was down the... for a little bit. And oh, of course, work. but it does, <laughs> yeah. it, it doesn't work anymore. It can't work anymore. And this is why I think especially my timeout. And like you said, there's so many people who have been taking timeouts. I knew that I wasn't, this wasn't like a quit for me. I just needed to reset. I think a lot of people do get burnt out. I think a lot of people do get frustrated and they end up quitting and falling back into the 3D kind of matrix thinking. I, I have to be an employee, an employee somewhere I need. You know, I, I, I know for sure that's not my, that's not my path. I just know that 
I want to be at the forefront of more ethical business marketing or ethical business handling. I want to be, I, I think we need to talk about a lot of the changes or a lot of the things that need to change within new age spirituality, yep. right? We need to go back to the basics. I feel like we've lost that. Um, well, and focus on like the content as an example, people will, you know, unsolicited advice brigade, don't listen to the well-meaning mm -hmm. morons. I get a lot of feedback I didn't ask for. And people will say, you don't create enough content. You have all this information. You should create content. Number one, that takes energy that I don't want to yeah. use for that. Like I'm aware I spend energy the way I spend money. And I just don't do things just to do them. And the other piece is I'll say back to them, I go, well, you're saying you need to create content and you need to say things. I go, but do you guys ever sit down and think about what is it that I'm saying and why is it important? Why does it matter to me or other people listening to it? And what you're yeah. saying is I took a time out. I had to figure out what I thought, number one. Then I figured out what do I want to say, number yeah. two. So you're going in the right order of operations. You're not going, hey, we need to generate a white paper. So yeah. let's figure something to say about X, Y, or Z. It's like, if you don't have anything to say, shut up. That's or parrot parroting, like yes. parroting the same things that people are saying Ugh. that are, yeah. it's like, I'm, I'm kind of fed up with it in the more that I dive deep into the origins of things, which again, yeah. right, we have to, I don't think enough people get, are skeptical. I don't think enough people are curious. I don't think enough people take the time to say, where did this actually come from? Who yeah. This person is talking about this thing. Let me figure out where this came from. Let me figure out, let me look and see where the origins of this was. You'd be surprised. Right. And I was surprised. <laughs> and well, the book again, The Secret that James Arthur Reyes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You know, he served how many sentences for manslaughter, killing people at a sweat lodge at his retreat. And everyone around him told him, You're not doing it right, it's dangerous, all this other stuff. And by the way, now he's out of jail. Do you know this? And his new coaching program is about if I can survive that and still be a success, so can you. Like he didn't skip a beat. Mm. He didn't have a moment of like normal shame. Uh, people died on my watch because of my ego. Yeah. And he was touted by Oprah, and he is the literal, one of the early seeds of this manifestation doctrine, by the way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, you know, money gospel, right? Money like, gospel. That's, that's where this all came from. They're all saying the same thing. Not only that, they're piecing together, you know, uh, pieces of, Eastern religion and philosophy and uh, they're, they're mm -hmm. like taking the taking uh, pieces of all of these, putting them together and saying like, this is my new creation. And that feels extremely just unethical to me when you, you, you can't appropriate and, you know, it's parasitic, it's feeding off of something, someone else. Well, created. again, you're feeding off of somebody's, fear, right? We are feeding off of somebody's desire to be better, to have better, to, uh, to survive. You're, you know, you're taking people who are starving essentially and saying, Hey, just come over here. I have a whole bunch of food for you, you know? And it, in rea in reality, yeah, it's, it's not, huh. you know, you're, it's, these are the things that I, I kind of like woke up to and, have been having to un, I guess, ravel within myself and say, okay, 
what's true for me? <laughs> you know, what have I, what have I experienced? Cause I, I found myself kind of upon this awakening, upon these realizations, I found some of the magic that I believed in beginning to disappear. And I think that was also why I had to step away because I've always believed in magic and in, in spirituality and, uh, you know, spirit. And I've always believed that the unseen, the unknown, some, like something, anything could be possible. But then I went to this one spectrum where it was like, oh, have I been telling lies? Have I been kind of feeding this whole process? And so I, I really had to take a step back. Yeah. And, and magic and look is at, real. Like, magic is real. And yes. I, again, looking at everything that I've created within my life and just taking an assessment and figuring out what do I believe? And in finding my foundation that is something that I'm carrying forward now so that just like you, right? Like the people that I want to serve are, are those who have a healthy dose of skepticism, who have that curiosity, who believe in magic, but aren't just going to follow somebody or they, they don't want dogma. They don't want, you know, absolute truth. They want to, they, they recognize that they recognize that this is a, a, a planet or an earth an energy that has so many different potentials and we live in uh we live in infinite possibility right like what does that mean if we're living in infinite possibility and so as they're curious they're they're untapping unfolding and recognizing what's possible within themselves and so like this is how i'm getting super duper clear on what my messaging and where i go forward is next and it's a harder sell because as i've put it i've actually said this to clients you know, where they, they want to do the coaching program, but what they're saying doesn't line up. And I go, you realize this is not a, a spiritual vending machine. Mm. Like I guarantee no outcomes because I'm not God. Yeah. So, you know, th this is, it's not going to look like you put your dollar and you poke a button and you get a Twix bar. It just isn't how this stuff functions. And there are plenty, the majority of other practitioners telling them that this is how it works. Not only that six days, six figures, yada 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 all this other you know what i mean yeah. so it's a harder sell i will say that that's why you have to be in it for number one the long run but number two you it's mission driven truly not like in in just sound bites but like i do this work because i do this work because this work is my life because this is yeah. what matters to me and it's my north star so there's nothing else for me to do so yeah i'll just sit here until everybody else figures it out i'll make flower essences <laughs> or what whatever that looks like right for you and and did you get there during your your sort of retreat to move forward did you go these are the things that i i always love that i always want to touch these are the things that motivate me this is what i i know at least to be true in terms of what yeah. i want to be doing even if they're little things absolutely i uh, for sure like i realized okay you know what how do I talk about manifestation in a more pragmatic mm -hmm. way? That's I would love all. to sign up for that workshop. Personally. <laughs> so tell me more, you know, like these are, those are the things that I'm like, how do I talk about this in such a succinct way that it's not just, Hey, um, the, the things that I, I, I can maybe talk about more like what I hate. And it, it is that quantum leaping into tomorrow. And it's like, I want, you to understand that there is like manifestation is more about the process, more about the spiritual growth, more about yeah. the, you know, you understanding how to, 
how to utilize uh, the alchemy of energy and what your state of being is. That is what it is. And that's, a, it's an ever evolving process, you know? Oh, yes. It's, it's, it's never going straight up. It's peaks it's and not, valleys it, oh, as for we sure. Evolve. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, and it, if, and these are the things, you know, I'm like, I, I want just people, I want to put a little more earthiness into manifestation. And so that's something that I really came to terms with. Again, I was like, you know, I, I want to learn about the psyche. I want to learn about personality. I want to learn about behavior. And this is where I, I have the idea to go back to school. And it was a thought that came up. I looked into it. I told my partner, I think in April, hey, I'm thinking about going to school. By May, I was signed up, <laughs> enrolled, and starting class, you know? And then it's been, it's it, it really was that. And Because you're in flow, for real, not just as a cliched thing to say. Real flow. Yeah. It doesn't feel like there's no effort. I think people get that twisted, but it's it's a momentum thing. Where when yeah. you look back in hindsight and you describe it, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe how that all lined up, right? Yeah, as quickly it as it, like no no thought, just like, you know, it, it, again, yeah, it was so simple, so easy, almost as if I had planned it for six months. But you're right. I think when you're in flow, when you, and, and this is the thing about trust, right? That trust yeah. muscle, you have to really recognize. And I've had years and years and years of practicing how to trust my intuition. I think it's because I've been going against the grain essentially for so long, you know, again, the practice of saying no to the, the typical pathway, 19 years old, deciding I'm going to quit school when all of my friends were in school, uh, you know, going against my parents saying, this is a dumb idea. How could you, you know, and then at 20, at 24, deciding with $200, $400 in my bank account, I think it was something like that moving from, uh, Atlanta to Chicago with barely a plan, you know, and that's really where I had my first it, taste of manifestation. Cause this was, yeah. I decided on it, decided this is where I'm going to work this specific salon. This is where I'm going to live. All of it just panned out, you know, all of it worked out did in creating these practices and saying, okay, I know how to make this stuff happen. I know that I can, for me, I know that I can look somewhere and say, this is what I want and just give me enough time or put enough energy in it, Terrell, speaking to myself, you can make that happen. And I've done it over and over and over again. And so these are things that I've come back to. I keep saying, coming back to basics. I think we've gotten so far away from all of these like shiny objects and these mm -hmm. programs and the things. And I'm like, you have to come back to basics. Check your mindset. Check the way you're thinking about yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you say, there's action in flow. There's, 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 there is, just because you're in flow, just because you're attracting and aligning doesn't mean that you're just sitting and waiting. You, you're no. figuring, you're, you're moving and you're putting energy into your desire and you, you're feeling things out. Does this feel good or does this not feel good? Yes. Does, you know, and what kind of good does this feel like? To what happens? You may have one right. idea of how this is going to unfold. Like I'm oh, for sure. having an, a big in-person event here next week. And I've got people flying in from out of town to provide services. They're all booked up already, all that fun stuff. And I have an idea of what it is, but yeah. something else may come. And I did this just intuitively, literally intuitively. 
and something will happen. And sometimes it's what you're expecting. Sometimes it's something completely unrelated. Like we found out one of our favorite chefs is our neighbor and he's like coming. Do you know what I mean? Like we eat at his restaurant every week and stuff. And it's just like, no, all these other, you got to give action to get action. Right. Well, that's where the curiosity comes from too. And there's cause, and these are something, these are things that I'm really thinking about too, right? The, the effect is in the cause, right? (laughs) When you, when you really look at that cause and effect, Mm -hmm. we have to start looking at our lives in that way. These are laws, right? Like, um, and you're right. You have to be open to anything. I was looking up the, I, I was thinking about consequences and I think we've gotten into, we, uh, we've started to put consequence in the negative box. You know, we have this, there's this negative connotation about consequence. And I just like this morning was like, what's it, what is the definition of, does, is there any negative like connotation to consequence? And it's no, it's just the results of an action, right? Like I'm paraphrasing, but that's literally what it is. And so we, we have to be curious. We have to trust ourselves. We decide on a path and we have to be okay with the consequences, whether they be good or bad and be open to the experience because that's what we're meant to be doing. Well, great American economist, Thomas Saul once said, there are no solutions, only trade-offs. And, you know, on one level that sounds harsh, but I will tell you that, you know, within ritual magic, within witchcraft, herbalism, shamanism, natural systems, all these things, Everything you get, there's a give, right? So like- It's balance, it, right? Yeah, the flower essence garden, right? You know, I have to water these things. I got it out. Like there's a, there's a natural give get. And it's funny because when I explain to people how I'm gesturing to them right now, by the way, there's a big cabinet full of them. Flower essence is how they work. I go, you know, if you take newly minted and you want to get busy and you want to make money, you're going to have to participate in the output of energy. So you can manifest opportunity, but then you have to meet that opportunity by exerting effort, by doing work. Because it's, I don't do black magic. Like this isn't Thelema, I'm not Aleister Crowley. You don't get to take a magical potion and just have someone transfer money to your bank account. But but even that has consequence. Like, yes, you'll be tired. (laughs) Yeah. There's no such thing as only take. There's no such thing as only take. You are going, there's always going to be a give. And yeah. even with black magic, they recognize. Oh, there's a big give on the other end of that. Yeah. It just well, doesn't show up. It doesn't. Right. You know, and that's the kind of thing that people aren't aware of and they don't understand. And that's also the issue, I think, sometimes with where we are today, where people want the easy button. People want the quick. People want, they don't want to do the, they don't, they just want to bypass the hard stuff not realizing that it's going through the hard stuff that gives them the potential to hold the jewels that they're looking for, right? So you're right. There's balance in every... Again, these are universal laws, right? And when you cannot violate, have... There are consequences. First, exactly, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you cannot have one without the other. You cannot have light without dark. You cannot... Ha- you know, it's it's all of the stuff in... I, I, I love that, right? Like, is your, are you giving the same amount of energy as what you're wanting to receive? And yeah. that's a hard, hard thing for people to understand, but also own up to. And that's something that I, I'm looking at myself too, right? Like at the, 
where I see myself identity-wise, right? Where I see myself business-wise, where I see myself in the future. What is the energy that I need to put out now, right? To create that. And I'm constantly looking at that and asking myself, am I doing what I need to be doing? You know, am I doing what I want to be doing? Am I doing what I think needs to be done, even if I don't want to be doing it, right? Because that's the scary thing. You have to start, you have to really start living and responding as the person that you want to be or as the person who's creating the thing that you want, not the person who's just wishing for it. And yeah. where act I want to, for sure, act as if, but again, right? Like we've watered this down so much as the, the act as if I don't people, you, you know, it's just like, just pretend like you have all the money in the world. I'm like, mm, don't want to do that. Cause that's gonna, um, you know, if you're spending out of your outside of what you have, yeah, you're creating momentum towards a different direction. You know, it's um, funny so, you said this. I just bought, of all things, a selfie stick. Anyone listening to this probably knows how much I hate social media. And I hate having my image looked at. I'm very, I feel energetically drained by it, being completely honest, which is why this mm. is all like, oh, only in part. I also want people to be comfortable and be able to do it in transit or like, you know, whatever we needed to do. But part of why I bought it is I wanted to find a way to show people what it's like to not circumvent the work because a lot of stuff in spiritual coaching is like, I see my peers being like, I don't work anymore. I live my dream life. I travel wherever I want and I just make yeah. money while I sleep. And I'm like, that's, I don't, that's nonsense. I know millionaires who don't make, they have to work. Like it's just yeah. wild to me that this exists. And so the concept I came up with is to not circumvent the work, but to be joyful in your burden. And I am not perfect, but one of the things I can honestly say is I am joyful in my daily burdens. When I wrap Etsy packages, I am, I am joyful in my burden. When I'm working in the garden, I'm joyful in that. Like maybe not every second, maybe I get stunned by a bee like I did here. I don't know if you can see my eyelid, but I got a bee sting on my eyelid of all places. <laughs> Thank God the swelling went down. Thank God for steroids. But like, you know, sh shit happens. But outside of that, it's like being joyful in the work then you don't have to avoid the work. The work yeah. is a part of your joy. And yeah. that's that's more, to use your term, grounded, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. real. And also, I don't want to travel all over the place and not work. It's weird. Like I mean, some I people, but and I think, and that's the thing of figuring out what it is that you want, yeah. right? And I think that people, I, I, I love to travel and work. I love to travel and make money. Like that's my favorite thing in the world. If I could like travel and and make money, I'm happy. See, I'm a I'm cancer, fine, right? Getting me to the airport, it better be good. It better I'm a be tourist, really so. yeah. Like I don't, I don't like. Fair. I need my things with me. I have routines. Yeah. I'm. I joke that my home is literally my hotel, and I get room service. My husband is a chef. He makes me a coffee, like a cappuccino every morning. I have a good system. It's a well-oiled system, but and it works for you. Yeah, and I like. I like working if the work is stuff that's soul mission aligned. Like that's and why I, I'm and here. I think that's I think that's where you, we start to really speak to those people who feel the same too, yeah. and want to figure out again, right? Like you have to have a, a, a sense of curiosity, right? Like instead of looking at somebody and idolizing their life, instead of looking at somebody and saying yeah. like, that's exactly what I want. Like take the time to figure out what it is that you, what, what it is that you need, what's going to help you feel good. And I love that. Yeah. Finding joy in the burden. One of the hardest things to do, right. When 
um, I, I, I have a, I have a client that I, that I work with now. And a lot of the things that we were working on previously was, um, letting go of this idea of, you know, because my future looks different, I have to like hate where I am now. Meaning every day, you know, when I would speak to them, the story of, I hate my job. I hate my job. I hate my job. I want to just leave right now. I want to just leave right now. And really coming back and saying, Hey, remember that this job is a stepping stone. Remember that this job is providing so many other things for you to be able to do without the stress without any of this stuff and finding joy feels like a stretch, but finding appreciation, finding, you know, finding whatever it is that's going to really allow you to be in this moment without wishing you were somebody somewhere else is, is one of, again, yeah, that grounded manifestation, again, manifestation, which I'm I'm really going to be talking about is more, it's, it is a spiritual practice. It is a practice of your state of being. You have to really see how am I being, which state am I in right now? I was talking to a friend and I was like, you know, a lot of us are stressed out. Collectively, we're stressed out. We're yes. overworked. We're under, we're underpaid. We're, 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 we're starving, right? Spiritually. That latent and, gets poked all the time. Yep. And it's, yeah, you know, we're living in this hostile environment where th- we're, we're constantly having to push through these things. And not a lot of people recognize how to, how to, uh, I guess, balance themselves. Not a lot of people know how to level out and and readjust and clear their nervous system. It's all fight or flight all the time. And your nervous yeah. system doesn't know if that's a saber-toothed tiger or a nasty email. It cannot differentiate. Yeah, But we're not meant to operate in that field as much as we are. It's very, 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 very... You know, it's moments in time. It's not supposed to be 24-7. This is why people can't sleep, right? Mm-hmm. And then we have, we're being fed medications just to, you know, put a Band-Aid over the thing. And it's like. And everything's sort of a humiliation ritual of the human. You know, I had an Amazon <laughs> driver the other night and I went outside to grab a package, right? Because it was pretty late. I didn't want someone stealing it or whatever. And he's like, oh, sorry, could you wait? I need to take a picture of it. I need to show them that I delivered it with your address and your, and he goes and your feet can't be in the picture. Cause I had stepped out of the front door. He goes, or I'll get fired. Yikes. Which and I looked at it and I, well, and I, I mean, it's, it's their whole thing of like giving people no time to pee and all this other shit. And I looked at him, I said, just, so you know, you're a human being. I was like, I'm not being critical of you. I just want you to hear this, that you're a human being. And I said, you shouldn't have to prove that you're doing your work. Like that's wild to me. And I'm sorry. And I came inside, told my husband, he's like, you got to be kidding me. I was like, everything's dehumanizing. Everything's this sort of humiliation ritual to get you out of being a curious, skeptical, critical thinker, problem solver, and to be a good little employee. Yeah, you got to be a good worker. We're going to dangle your job. We're going to dangle your job and your livelihood, right? Because that's what it is. We're going to dangle your livelihood over you and convince you that this is the only way. It makes me want to start like a rebellion when I meet people. Like I want to like create a flag or something and, you know, get some monkey bars, train people. I don't know what for, but it just, it makes me feel crazy that that's, that's happening to my fellow humans. And I don't even know if he's a good person, bad person. It doesn't matter. It's the principle of it. He seemed very nice, by the way. So um, let's go ahead. You know, we have a sponsor for the show. The woman who owns the company is a real bitch. 
totem to her. <laughs> and if we don't pull one of these cards, I will get, you want to talk about nasty email? It's a running joke. We'll go ahead and pull a card, but also, you know, like, did you have an area you want to focus on for the card or a question for you or the collective? And then we'll talk about how people could find you and work with you and listen to you. I, I think maybe just a, not, no, not really. I I think a, a simple, what is something that we need to hear today? This is a good one. It's kind of what you were talking about a little bit, but not really. The Four of Moons card, the Four of Cups. This is, wait for it, kids, getting everything you've ever wanted, and yet it's a little anticlimactic, which is a thing I hear a lot from people that are on paper, very successful, and to whom other people you know, look to for inspiration. Um, I had a friend who published a book, and it, it sold and all this stuff, and she went into a very dark depression. Because uh, some part of her thought that book was going to be the thing that unlocked everything. You know, she was going to be the next Oprah or that it would come with a feeling, not even ego driven stuff, that it would come with a feeling and everything in life was going to make sense now and everything would be perfect. So the Four of Cups is all about literally detoxing, taking a time out, resetting, releasing things that don't serve you, getting rid of the ick and getting clear on what you want because you do have more than you think but sometimes when it's surrounded by noise you can't appreciate it yeah i i love that and that fits exactly i was reading this passage today um and it said you know the earth plane is a is a wonderful plane because we manifest right we manifest our thoughts but they don't manifest right away and that's probably a good thing and what's great about being where we are is that we're constantly reassessing we're constantly saying okay i meant like that came into my presence or i asked for that but oh maybe that wasn't exactly what i wanted right and so we get to we get to say okay i i I want this or i i really get to define or you know determine get a little more specific a little more clear about what it is that i'm looking for how it is that i want to feel and I, you're right. Like when I think about, I, you know, I had this big infusion of money come through. I manifested um, this large sum of money back in 2021. And as I'm coming around maybe to another side of that, I know like, okay, cool. It's not, it's never the large sum of money. I need to like really get clear about why I want this money. I need to be clear about what I want my life to look like in um when it's consistent or when it's you know it it really does have you looking at things and saying cool i got that but that there's just a little something off about it and so the four of cups is um i like that four of moons i mean yeah it's, it leaves a little bit of a, a bad taste in your mouth even though it was lobster and champagne and you know sometimes a fried egg from the backyard chickens yeah does something that i saw Something that I saw about the Four of Cups too uh, a little while ago, um, I can't remember the deck, but they it was it the the picture on it was uh, somebody uh, turning over the fourth cup, and underneath it was like this beautiful rose, and so there's this sense of discovery within yeah. this process, uh, yeah. which I which I really love too. Right, it's like when you don't 
and this is going to sound really weird. It's like when you don't get what you want, you realize what you do want, right? When you don't get what you want, yeah, you kind of start to you start to change and say like, oh wait, hold up, like, and so there's this discovery process with the Four of Cups, which uh, you know, an illumination and uncovering and unveiling, which I really love too. I you know, and the other thing I always think when I see this card is I have more than I think. Like what I need to do, it's almost like the metaphor of the life changing magic of tidying up. I need to get rid of some of my jeans so I can remember I have that really perfect pair from yeah, brand yeah. before they stop making jeggings, right? Like yeah. you, and, and just by paring down or simplifying or, you know, doing what you did, which was taking a beat and looking at things and kind of parsing them out and, yeah. Looking at everything, does this does this evoke joy? That's that woman's. I always Marie Kondo. I, I say I say it all the time. Marie Kondo, your life is this bringing yeah. you joy? And there are cycles the for building and accumulating. There are cycles for paring down and releasing, and sometimes mm-hmm. those intersect. And yeah, I just it's funny, you know, getting getting everything you've ever wanted in a very Faustian bargain, like what we're talking about with black magic. It doesn't always work. Um, it can no. really ring hollow. And, and, but that's like the oldest story ever is so people for something, they get it. We it doesn't go fall in that trap all the time though. You know, yeah. we fall in the trap all the time of the, it's, yeah, it's, you know, Ariel getting her voice, not reading that little fine print, you know? <laughs> and I think Ursula is one of the great villains of any Disney movie. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Octopuses are really, really effing cool. And oh my God. Yeah, I, she just, she was wild, man. Um, yeah, Ariel getting her voice, God, that whole thing. What I love too is people watch the remake and realized how misogynistic it is. They were like, wait, that problem's still there? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, that's why you're a grown-up and you should probably watch grown-up movies and you know what I mean? It's society's wild right now, Terrell. Thank you so much for all of this. What are you going to do for the Virgo new moon we have in a couple days? Do you have any plans you, to slow down oh my goodness. the new moon? I am. I feel like I'm as slow as I can be right now. To be honest, I've never been more am, tired and low energy. It's ridiculous. I am. So as you know, I'm in school, so I'm just really getting my my whole thing right now is just staying focused and creating space to create. That's one of the things that I miss doing. And so I got out a, um, I bought these oil like crayons a long time ago and a big pad of paper. I'm going to use that with this already. Yeah. Yeah. I like so I'm stuff kind like of just that. into that. But for the well, most part, I'm like so head first into school. So that's, where can everybody find you? You have a huge Instagram following. No wonder you needed a I have a, I wouldn't say it's You huge, guys do. But... <laughs> it's big. It's a lot bigger than I could handle. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Instagram. That's where I am most of the time. Terrell Cherry. Super easy. Uh, my podcast, Magic, Me- Magic Meets Mind podcast. And yeah, I am. I'm, if you reach out to me through Instagram, that's like probably the best place DM me. I'm, I handle all of my stuff. It's not a, a bot or somebody else. I'm <laughs> literally talking to other, talking to you specifically. It's not a call so. center somewhat, somewhere. It's not, yeah. 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 Yeah, you. yeah. That's, you know, I, I was in a, I like had a coach and they were using bots. And again, it was just like all of these things that felt so, it just felt so unreal to me. And yeah so that's the place instagram i love instagram i'm also on tiktok 
Uh, yeah, say hi. <laughs> Thank you so much and have a good one. Oh, 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 oh,